This is the Yoga Off the Mat podcast, a space you can learn how to deepen your connection with yourself, to live a fulfilled, passionate, and authentic life using the lessons from the mat. I'm your guide, host, and teacher, Amber Hackberg, and I'm here to inspire you to take time for yourself so that you can embody the practice of yoga and live your yoga on and off the mat. This is the Yoga Off the Map podcast with Amber Hagberg, episode number 11. And I am so excited to share with you. I have two guest speakers with me today, two of my besties from Costa Rica, yoga teachers and life coaches, Madison and Caitlin. We will just be having an open conversation about what came up for us in the car on a visa run in Mexico. We dive into self-pleasure, masturbation, self-love, and what it means to dive into belief systems and the things that may be holding you back in ways in which we don't explore. So enjoy. It's a different one. It's not like my other podcast. So I can't wait to hear what you have to say. And please tag me on Facebook, Instagram, and let me know you're watching. Let me know what you think. And I will see you there. Okay, so the three of us are doing our visa run, and we're in the car, Amber's driving, and I start talking about, did I say we were in Mexico? Yeah. I started talking about my new fantastic vibrator that (laughs) makes me pee myself, and I had to ask Madison, Madison, have you ever peed yourself using your vibrator? I can certainly say I have not. Not I yet. Forward not to the day yet. That I do. <laughs> and then we trailed the question to Amber. Amber, have you ever peed yourself while masturbating? And she said, <laughs> and that's when I said, I've never masturbated before. And it was almost like, excuse me, like everything stopped. <laughs> I like heard my neck trying to turn around and look at her. Like, what do you mean? The queen of self-love herself has never touched herself. And I don't know, you, you may know Amber, you might not know her at all, but she is dedicated to women empowerment and self-love and all things for yourself yeah uh-huh. and self-care and so to hear that she had never done this before was like what do you mean of all people of all people the whole car was like wait a minute amber well have you had an orgasm <laughs> what, was, what was that like and like you go high up into your orgasm and then it slowly goes away it's like okay 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 you've had an orgasm but like you don't know how to give yourself an orgasm. Imagine the things that could open up for you if you tap into that energy. Mm. And this is where I got the training of getting a vibrator <laughs> and what it was like. Um, I don't know if you guys know Caitlin, but this is where Caitlin goes, okay, Amber, 
I want to just almost take you back to the hotel room and, <laughs> and, and help you explore these different parts of you. Not even almost, I wanted to. <laughs> so then we post the question of why. Why someone so powerful, so much self-love has never pleasured herself. And why not? I think that there was times that I explored it and it just got boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never was one to watch porn. Actually, I've never watched porn. Um, it's, it's something that like, there's a stigma around like porn being dirty. And so there's no this like fascination because even rewinding, it was like sex wasn't a topic. It was like, you don't have sex period end and so as the hormones started to awaken within me you know having sex was looked at as like a not okay thing let alone touching yourself or exploring that area and the potential that it has and and from a standpoint of a masturbator (laughs) (laughs) me too It's hard. It was hard. It still is hard for me to comprehend how how you can know how you want to be touched if you've never touched yourself before. It's like, you know, if you've never tried something yourself, then how can you know, how can you tell someone else how to do it for you? Mm. Um, and so that's where I sat in the seat and was like, how really have you have you orgasmed before are you sure and i think that maybe a lot of people are asking themselves that like you know have i orgasmed before have i peed myself during (laughs) orgasm before i mean it's been it's really new for me so (laughs) (laughs) tell us about your experience no that's that's another episode (laughs) definitely Uh, I I want to recall just another thing that Amber had said was, well, I always have had a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's so interesting to hear because I've had boyfriends, plenty of them, and somehow I'm always masturbating even (laughs) though I have them. So to hear that maybe you you were pleased the whole time or who who really knows, you never thought that you were going to pleasure yourself. Yeah, and with that being said, I'll say what Madison had brought up in that she started at a really young age. Mm -hmm. How old were you, Madison? Oh, God. I have no idea. Nine, 10, 11, somewhere in there for sure. In, I guess my parents growing up in my house, like, nudity and being okay with our bodies was very voiced and I mean there was never a moment that my mom had a conversation with me about it but I knew that I would never be you know I had full permission to explore my body it was mine and I think because of that I I never thought twice of it until really I got into high school and People didn't really talk about it. It was like, you know, Taboo. Yeah. yeah. And which I, you know, and so that, you know, high school is a thing. And so you internalize that and then you find 
real people in the world and they're like no yeah like everyone masturbates and so to hear that amber hadn't was like well what do you mean you hadn't you know like she's saying from such an early age and i with you as well you can Mm -hmm. resonate with that that it's like what do you mean how could you have never before and maybe that was or maybe i can attribute it to the way that my parents raised me to feel about my body or to, you know, navigate myself. But, you know, how was that in your house growing up? It was definitely not like accepted or okay, right? You covered up your whole body. Mm. You didn't talk about sex. You definitely didn't have sex. It was almost like it didn't exist. Don't do drugs, don't do alcohol, don't smoke weed, period end. You know, um, there wasn't like an open conversation about these are the things that are coming to you. And you were in a relationship young, yes. But you were having sex. Yeah. And was that something you were hiding from your parents? They didn't know. They didn't know. Mm -mm. So interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think that what came up in the conversation, it was like, how do you know what turned you on? How do you not know? When Caitlin says, you need to read the book, Come As You Are. Where's the brakes? Where's the accelerator? And for someone that doesn't know, oh, speed up, slow down. I was in an eight-year relationship, and there was definitely times where, like, I didn't want to have sex. I would almost get so angry inside having sex that I would want to punch him. Like, anger, but I would still do it. And then I realized, like, it wasn't the sex that was causing the breaks in my arousal. It was the external relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's quick plug for Come As You Are by Emily Najowski. Excuse me if I'm saying her name wrong. If you haven't read it, read it. I don't care if you're a boy or a girl. Mm -hmm. It's worth the read for sure. You'll understand why you feel the way that you do feel, and it will validate a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, And so, Caitlin, for you growing up, was sex a topic, and how did you explore masturbation? Was it something that you explored on your own or something that was taught? Well, similar, like my family wasn't as open as Madison's and it wasn't like you're not allowed to have sex. It just wasn't something we ever talked about. And masturbation too, I was never like told it was okay or anything like that. Um, But I definitely like would hump things at a young age and feel something. But yeah, my mom found my first dildo. I called it Big Blue because it was exactly that. And she threw it away and said, what if your father found that? And so it wasn't, you know, we didn't talk about it. It wasn't really a thing. Um, But it's curious on my end, Mm. you know, I, same as you, like similar, similar, but not the same. I still, you know, was interested in touching myself and things like that and open to the idea. Whereas for you, it was really frowned upon and you didn't do it. And it was not even like frowned about it. It was like, I didn't even have the idea to do it it or explore that area because I lost my virginity when I was 12 (sighs) and not having any idea what sex really was. Um, And so the idea that there was an orgasm or pleasure or anything in that area wasn't like talked about, learned about, but rather I was just thrown into it as a, as a child. 
12. 12. I was going to say. Damn. Wow. I thought I was 15. I thought that was young. Yeah. Looking at that now and imagining imagining 12-year-old Amber, how does it make you feel to know that she was having sex? Well, growing up at 12, I wasn't allowed to hang out with people because their parents said stay away from Amber. And now, like, back then, I felt like I was this horrible child, but it was like my parents weren't there. They weren't present. So I was exposed to all of these things without being educated on these things. And looking back, I say, I wouldn't let my kids hang out with Amber. I, I forgive them because I understand I would protect my baby girl, too, knowing that I was hanging out with 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds as a child, as a baby, right? And so I understand why the parents are like, no, you can't stay at Amber's house because her parents aren't home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, 12. You're a baby. You're a baby. And Rose, upon getting into high school and all this, were your friends... Did you talk about it with anyone? Was masturbation a thing? It, masturbation was a thing. I Even Big Blue was a gift from my best friend at the time, Caitlin. What is Big Blue? Big Blue, have you ever heard of the, the rabbit? So it's like blue penis, and then it has like these little tendrils on each side. Good word. <laughs> I'm also doing it with my hands. And um, so Big Blue vibrates, but also you know, up and down, and then the little tendrils vibrate. So the tendrils are on your clit, and then Big Blue's inside of you. Mm -hmm. So she purchased that for me. She had one as well. Hers was called the Golden Cactus. And that was the first toy I ever had. And so with her permission and her influence, mm -hmm. that's where I got it from, definitely. And she had had sex before me, so I sort of had someone to lead the way mm -hmm. um, for me. But yeah, Big Blue was a game changer. I didn't know much before then, just my hump of the pillow or my stuffed animals when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Do you remember when you first masturbated? No, no. Not at all. I'm curious, like for our listeners um, that are exploring this area, why were you guys so adamant to me? to begin to explore that area. Like, Amber, you have to get a vibrator. Amber, you have to explore this area. Like, for those that are wondering, like, why? Why, why should I? Why yeah. did you recommend your friend to explore that area? And why do you think that's gonna be so empowering for her ability to lead other women? Mm, great question. I'm a firm believer in dating yourself and in falling in love with yourself before being able to invest yourself in any relationship, whether it be romantic um, or non-romantic. And I think a, a huge piece of any relationship is the intimacy aspect of it. And, you know, if I'm dating myself in every other regard, as in doing the things that I like to do and taking the time for me and self-caring and the means of coffee scrubbing and you know, choosing my favorite book, then why wouldn't I have sex with myself too? It's like, if I'm going to please myself in every other way, then why wouldn't I be able to please myself in that way too? And it's powerful. It's powerful to know your body. It's powerful to understand yourself. And in doing that, I mean, everyone needs sex. <laughs> And so if you can give it to yourself, then that's a powerful thing. 
And I was, well, first it was like actual flabbergastion. It's not a word, but it is now at like, whoa, 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 whoa. But it feels good. Mm-hmm. And then that's in my mind ran into, you know, Amber help helps speaks to is a mentor to so many women mm-hmm. that I said, imagine if you could add that, that, your superpower into what you're already creating and cultivating for women. Mm. And so to imagine your ability to tap into that for yourself, but also like, Mm -hmm. there's no way you're the only woman in the world. Hello, Mm -hmm. no way. Mm -hmm. And it is so taboo, you know, I've experienced that for sure in my upbringing and by bringing light to this and being able to talk about things openly, it's like giving people permission to be like, oh, okay, hey, me too. Um, I have, you know, I have no idea where to start. Amber had no idea where to start. We were like, all right, I'm gonna send you a link. We're <laughs> gonna go and buy this little Target people. Target. From Target. The best $11.99 you will ever spend. It's like the and size of your pinky. Yeah, it's all you need. And so, you know, to give her permission to ask questions and to be curious and, you know, maybe you don't know, maybe you don't know where to start. Maybe you don't understand your body. Um, I'm willing to bet that like way more people than I'd like to believe don't even know where their clit is. And it's like, you got to know who that is. <laughs> Important <laughs> business in this world because it feels good. And I think, I'm gonna interject one mm-hmm. second. It's like when, like you know you're having sex with a guy, he's a sure thing, he's probably gonna come. Yeah. But when did it not, like why aren't we touching ourselves and investigating our own bodies? Because what if we don't come just from his penetration? Mm-hmm. You know? Which, you know, ask Emily Najoski, you're not going to. Odds right. are you're not Odds going are to. Odds are it's not gonna happen. And so to be able to work it in to your learn favor. Your spot. Yeah. <laughs> but really, there's that sweet spot. And so what I hear from both of you is power. Yeah. To be able to have your power. So it's not like I have never come because he didn't give me an orgasm. It's like I can have that sexual arousal, touch myself, date myself in a way to feel those emotions, um, the hormones that are released in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um without needing to rely on anyone else. Mm-hmm. Power. Uh, yeah, an immediate stress relief. Definitely, definitely. Immediate. And and it's just, you know, of course it's an incredible thing for someone else to give you an orgasm, but you have to be able to fill your cup first. With mm-hmm. You know, across all of the layers, across all of the categories, the three of us, you know, when it comes down to it, firmly believe that it's your cup you fill first. And, you know, that doesn't that doesn't go away when we're talking about sex or masturbation or something that maybe people don't talk about a lot. No, girls got to eat, too. Yeah. Girls got to eat. And so what about the stigma, uh, the judgment from culture that it's not OK to touch yourself? I mean, did you ever have that? Like, am I doing something wrong? Is um, this okay? I, I, especially when my mom threw away Big Blue, I was kind of thinking, okay, should I not be doing this? Right. But I, I mean, growing up in general, it did, every time I did it in my bedroom, I felt like I was doing something wrong. Yeah. Hiding. Hiding. And so, but yeah, no one, 
I don't think, I think the culture has changed, but it's like that same whisper. It's like when you ask a woman, do you have a tampon? You know, yeah. we like whisper it as if it's embarrassing. And it's like, do you masturbate? You know, it isn't, it isn't looked upon in the same way. Have you ever felt shame? Oh, wait, wait, million dollar question. I know. Have you masturbated, Amber? No, still no. I, I have a vibrator. I left Mexico. The first thing I did was send uh, Madison a message. Okay, where do I go? <laughs> I got Come As You Are. I listened to almost the whole Come As You Are. Made so much sense. I have a vibrator. I have not explored it yet because I have a new boyfriend. <laughs> you see, really busy. <laughs> but, that, but that's to come. Um, and so with that being said, given that I've never masturbated, how does one start? Where should I begin? What would you do if you'd never used a vibrator? You'd never explored it. This one's for you. Oh my God. I would set the tone for yourself, you know, take a nice shower, give yourself a little scrub, lotion it up, and then lay yourself on your bed. I mean, it's, you know, you've never watched porn too. So you... if you're sticking to that, fine, no point, great. But if you're using your imagination, I mean, and there's a scene in your mind from any partner does not necessarily have to be your boyfriend. You're not cheating on him if you're remembering something. I'm just going to put that out there. And um, you close your eyes and you get your you get your fucking toy and you keep your eyes closed and you turn it on and you just start to trail it around see where it feels good Wait, like 10 seconds yeah I was gonna say, <laughs> literally four seconds and you're peeing yourself um and you'll find your spot and the way i've learned to enjoy my orgasm more is i close my eyes and i like tell myself to think about where it is that i'm feeling it mm. like me where too. on my, where, oh, okay, I'm feeling this in my clit or I'm feeling this, oh, it's in my belly or like wherever it is. I concentrate so much on that and just let the, the rest ripple through. And I think too, it's like, you should make noise. You should breathe heavy. You should engulf the entire experience as you You should do whatever feels good. Yeah. There's no wrong way mm-hmm. to do it. There's no wrong way to touch no. yourself. Like if it feels good, then do it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to interject now that you bring this up because I was with my partner for like seven and a half, eight years. And for seven and a half and eight years, I didn't make a noise. I stayed quiet because I was embarrassed to hear myself or speak or express. And it wasn't until I got into another relationship that I was able to verbalize my orgasm, verbalize my voice and allow myself to be heard because I was playing small, being Mm -hmm. quiet. Um, I remember the first time I had sex at 12 years old, like I was digging into his body because it hurt so bad that I didn't say anything at all. And who told you that to be embarrassed by your noise, by your sounds? No one. It was just inside of me to keep quiet and not let myself be hurt. You know, you're not anymore. Small. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody got time for that? Uh-uh. And then when when you felt the shift, when all of a sudden you used your voice sexually, what? how did that feel different in general? For you, for your body, for your orgasm, for him? I was able to feel more. And, and actually, like, when you express and you let your voice be heard, 
the other person gets off on that as well. It's like they they like I can't handle hearing that. I'm gonna come down too. And so it was such a shift for me when I allowed myself to be heard um, by the other person. Of course, you know, sex is energy, and 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 in that, like being able to release the orgasm is the release. So to you know, all of that built up energy has to go somewhere. So it's like, if you want to scream, scream. If you, you know, do whatever feels good to get you to that point to release. That's the whole point of it. Release it. What is the sex like with your boyfriend now, Amber? <laughs> Very expressive. Um, and I would say that now it's there is no trying or stopping i'm just more i'm so much more present in the moment and in and of the experience and i think that one thing that shifted for me um is when i found the yoga practice because yoga before yoga i didn't have um sexual energy i didn't have sex because i wanted it i had sex because i had a boyfriend and i was doing it but practicing yoga every single day really increased my libido where I was like, what is this? I'm ovulating, I'm so wet right now. I want you, come here. And so it was like the yoga practice really invoked inside of me um, the desire for sex, but it also gave me the ability to feel my emotions and express my emotions without needing to hide. Interesting permission yeah. and connecting to your body mm -hmm. for sure and so now there's this connection that i have to my body that gives me the permission to let someone else feel my body mm. i'm curious too for those who don't know amber had lost her period for three and a half years three and a half years and recently just celebrated her sixth one sixth month in a row if you've never lost your period um then maybe you don't know how much we celebrate now that it's here, but we celebrate a lot. But I'm curious, Amber, how or if you've noticed how the sex is different among the days of your cycle now that you're so attentive to the way that you feel. I've never been so aware of the different phases of my cycle in my life. Mm -hmm. um, I know when I'm ovulating and when I'm fertile. I know when I'm about to have my period and I feel like the weight of the world. I can tell you exactly where I am in my cycle just on how I feel. And when I didn't have my period and people would tell me that, I was like, what are you talking about? I just didn't want my period. And now I get to celebrate all the different cycles and phases of having a period. And so if you've never had a period before, or you've lost your period for some time, you, you know what I'm talking about. And if you've never lost your period and you're in a place where you wish you didn't have it, that will shift the moment that you lose it um, 100%. Good. Go. No, you go. <laughs> I was just gonna say, Madison, have you lost your period? Rose, have you lost your period? I've never lost my period, but I have had 
times where I've had my period for two, three, four weeks or so. Mm. So different end of the spectrum, but very similar, I think, in a way. We will dive more into mm-hmm. the cycles of our periods and phases on another episode. But to wrap up this episode, contemplating what, ladies? Like, what would you leave our listeners to think about when it comes to self-pleasure, orgasm, and sex? I mean, I challenge you to sit here and ask yourself right now if you are pleasuring yourself. And if you are, are you doing it in a way that almost sacred to yeah, you exactly it's a, it's like how i expressed that first practice. time yep. yeah are you are you enjoying it are right. you setting the tone the stage are you making it special for yourself of course like are you you know are you making love to yourself the, the way you'd make love to a lover yeah and if you're not doing it why not you know is it because you don't know how is it because you feel ashamed is it you know list the reasons tell us why we want to know we want to you know we want you to touch yourselves (laughs) (laughs) Uh, please seriously though and so i challenge you or i'll say we challenge you to get real with that and with each of these podcasts we'll continue to ask questions in a way that we hope that you ask yourself and maybe that means simply asking yourself or taking out a journal and writing things down um, but just being real with yourself about what what you feel about what we're talking about because it's one thing to listen to what we're saying and be like yes but you know you might not agree and that's okay but I challenge you to figure out what you do believe and own that. And and with those beliefs, are they yours or were they given to you? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the three of us are constantly reevaluating our beliefs and where they came from, especially when it comes to being a woman and having sexual energy and mm-hmm. what we do with it. And with everything that each of us bring to each other, it's like, you know, Amber's beliefs, I might try them on for a day and be like, oh, okay, do I feel this way? And at the end of the day, maybe I'll give them back or maybe I'll be like, no, I do. I do feel that way. And so don't be afraid to change your mind. Um, With all that said, we will leave you with a question to contemplate and that is <laughs> do you masturbate yeah if not why and if you do are you really enjoying yourself to the fullest and i want to thank you i really appreciate you tuning in and listening to this podcast it's an honor to know that people are listening and gaining value while generating their own insight For more actionable tools and practices, head over to my Facebook group, www.facebook.com slash groups slash yoga for inner peace to learn more practices that you can put into your toolbox to reduce stress, build confidence, and create a community of other women 
who are like you, wanting to better their lives, to better their communities. Thank you again for being here. And if you're on social, post a photo of you listening to this and tag me, Amber Hackberg, so we can hang out online and continue growing this relationship, first from the inside and then from the outside. I'll see you on the next episode.